The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Hello, and welcome to Cast a Strong Style. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Anwar Starwin. What's going on, Anwar? What's up, Don? What's up, people? How y'all been? Happy New Year. I know. Happy New Year again. It's been a minute since um, Wrestle Kingdom, so uh, it's the first time we've had a chance to really chop it up about a really big card from New Japan uh, since the New Year's Dash uh, card. So we've had our road two shows to New Beginnings, but on the 30th, they actually had their first of three New Beginnings cards. So we're going to talk about that. But first, we're going to talk about some things that did happen on New Year's Dash, um, where we got the return of Minoru Suzuki, came back, Tiger Mask as well. Him and Doki got a win over... Tiger Mask and Yuramura. Uh The Empire, they almost put our man Tenzon out of professional wrestling uh, with the Tenzon Tombstone Driver as they won their six-man tag over Tenzon, Kojima, and Suji. Um, ELP and Ishimori are positioning themselves to uh, challenge uh, Kanemaru and Desperado for the junior tag team titles on New Year's Dash. Uh, Jay White, he got dropped on his head by uh, Ishii as Okada, Yano, Goto, and Ishii defeated the Bullet Club, Jay White, Evil, Bad Luck, Fale, Yujiro, and Chase Owens. Um, and then uh, to end the night, uh, Los and Goblins de Japon they beat uh, Ibushi, Tanahashi, Rocky Romero, Show, and Master Wado. Ibushi pinned Master Wado after hitting the MX. And then at the end of the night, we got face-offs between Hiromu and Sho and Shingo and Tanahashi. The New Year's Dash main event was a lot of fun. Um, I really enjoyed the interactions with Tanahashi and Shingo. Uh, of course, Bushi, I mean, um, Hiromu and Sho, you know that's going to be a killer whenever they decide to lock it up again. Rocky Romero was back, so it was good to see him. And, uh, Kota Ibushi, you know, coming off of the double championship win, he was just in still, you know, enjoyment mode. So uh, a lot of good stuff happened on the New Japan Dash. I really enjoyed the show. It's a lot of fun. Set some things up for the new beginnings. So that brings us to the new beginnings on the 30th, where our opening match we had. Oh, actually, I missed this one, but um, the Chaos Boys. Uh, they defeated uh, Bullet Club. Um, it was Yano, Okada, and somebody else in a six-man tag. But they won that opening match. I forgot to take the notes for it. But it really wasn't that much to see. But the, to me, the show really started with the second match. It was Kota Ibushi, Hamna, and Sho, and Master Wado. They got the win over LIJ when Sho hit Bushi with the shock arrow. Uh, you got more interaction between uh, Hiromu and Sho in this match. Uh, Master Wato and Bushi, they got a little thing going on. Sonata and Koda. And uh, this weird thing with uh, during these road uh, two shows, 
uh, with Naito and uh, Hamna. That's been actually a lot of fun. Uh, those two interacting in these big multi-man tag matches. But Mr. Anwar Starwin, your thoughts, sir, on the eight-man tag that saw Abushi Hamna show and Master Wado defeat LIJ? We're going to make it audible. I'm about to talk about the first match a little bit. Okay. First match was just a nice, nice solid opener. And I just kind of like, I want to know when Evil is going to stop ducking Okada and give him that match, that singles match. <laughs> I feel like that match is, a, is, a, is an opening for him to build his profile up even more and eventually challenge Abushi for like that, the, the big belt. Like mm-hmm. knowing Okada, how he's been so anti the, the IC championship. And never really wanting to do anything but chase the world championship because I mean, this is what Ace was supposed to do. Only chase the champ. Only, only chase the the world championship. He's a rainmaker. He can't go anywhere else on the card. Fuck out of here. It's actually been enjoyable to see him down here on this level of the card. He's actually seems like he's picked up his intensity and he's embracing it a lot more than he was earlier. Cause you know, we was like, what the hell is wrong with Okada? <laughs> but now we're not saying that as much. Yeah. He, he showed, he, he was good in the opener. So, you know, but now back to the dope ass eight man match. <laughs> I had a lot of different flavors within it. A lot of different beefs within it. Cause they have their own like stories individually with each other. You know, the title matches of course is a little grudge matches and it's cool. I personally get really nervous seeing Hama wrestle. I mean, he could be really good at times, but other times he's not, he's not what he was before he got hurt, but that's understandable. But I, if we look at potential retirements, Hey man, after Tenzon, because it, it looked definitely looked like Tenzon's on his way out. It it should be Hama going next, cause I I saw like one of the opening like 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 road show road tour show, mm-hmm. and and I saw where like it was a couple of really bad bosses between him and Naito that really put fear in me, and I'm not part of the the the. the the, the the scary the scary scary cat wrestling fan base, but it <laughs> had me shook. So yeah, man, dope match and it was cool to see Show get that that shine at the end of it. So you know, it was hype. The great Okan got the win over Tenzon with the Eliminator, and with the win, Tenzon has to stop using the Mongolian chop. That was the stipulation. The loser could no longer use the Mongolian chop. Hard-hitting affair. Uh, Tenzon actually did put up a really good fight here, um, but Okan was able to survive and uh, hit the Eliminator, and they are building Okan up very nicely. Yeah, man, I really enjoyed this match, and I enjoyed like the fire Tenzon showed within it. Is He's not what he once was, like, as far as, like, ring, like, health-wise and ability to be athletic. But he still has some of the most important things about, like, that you need in wrestling, that connection with the crowd. And he definitely had the crowd with him, supporting him throughout the match, which gave it more flavor. And it was a good, good match for Okan to get this win and help build him up going forward. And now the Mongolia Chops belong to him. They are no longer belong to Tenzan, maybe sig- signaling what that Tenzon is on on the way out. So, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Turns out without McGonagall, the chops is going to be really weird. <laughs> it's also going to it's also, it's also, it's also be fun to see him versus wrestlers who do the Mongolian chops on him just to taunt him because they know he can't do it anymore. You know, Bullet Club would definitely do some shit like that. <laughs> and Naito has been known to imitate the um the Mongolian chops. So, you know, that's going to be fun to see in road shows, just people fucking with him. But man, yeah, good, good match, good like show, like build up match for Okan. And also, yo, if you notice the young lines, those New Japan jackets, oh, fire, yeah. man. I was about to say the gear has been fresh on this tour, man. They they had the nice fit, man. I was like, what? Yeah, man, Suji be out there looking dope in his gear, man. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um. Will Ospreay, he picked up the win over Kojima in a notice qualification match with a couple of hidden blades and then the Stormbreaker. Man, this was a good New Japan hardcore match. Kojima really has been stepping it up uh, the last couple of big events he's had a chance to be a part of. He's really shown out. Um, I really enjoyed this match a lot more than I thought I was going to when I heard there was going to be no disqualification between Will Ospreay and Kojima. I was really into this one. My eyes was raised at being no DQ, but I know Kojima has more in the tank to give. He's just put in the spot where he can't. And every time that he's been given a tap on the shoulder to do something singles-wise over the last couple years, it's all been good or really good. So this didn't surprise me. But, man, it was such a really good match. Like, I wasn't expecting it. It's definitely, like, Kojima to be this good 30 years in is amazing. He's definitely a freak of nature. So, y'all, appreciate Kojima and even go back in the archives to see some of his stuff when he was spotlighted more. He's he's an amazing wrestler. So, and 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 and, and Osprey did, like, he he held his own. He did, it, they, 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 it was a great partnership within the match, you know? Awesome match. Yeah, yeah. And then the main event of the evening, hashtag certified banger. Because the ace, Tanahashi, defeated Shingo to become the new IWGP Never Openweight Champion. Uh, He pulled out an aces high, a dragon suplex, and finally the high fly flow to secure the win over Shingo. This was so good. Yes, it was so good. It had levels. It wasn't a traditional beat the shit out of you, never a championship match, and that's what made it even specialer because, like, you could do so much more with Tanahashi and Shingo's ability to do more than just beat the shit out of you in matches. It's been, like, the last two never championship matches have been can show you what the never the scene could be if allowed to be more than the traditional, you know, just clothesline to beat each other up and, you know, <laughs> at times no sell shit. Being the uh, yeah, epitome we, of the strong yeah, style it's championship. Fighting it's fighting spirit, we know, but it's like every match ain't got to be the same. You can do different stuff, and, you know, it's cool, man. I, I really enjoyed it. Definitely going to watch it again probably at some point later in the day. I mean, I'll probably watch it with English commentary, even though the first time I watched it, I was like, ELP on English commentary, ew, turn that no, shit off. Actually, right actually, it was, actually, he was pretty good, man. He's a good heel commentator actually <laughs> that's what i've heard it's just like man i i don't i don't want to help you i just want to see these two dudes just have this awesome match and even after the match tanahashi got the little spotlight to shine and you yeah. thought it was going to end well and mm-hmm. okan just picked this moment just 
got his ass back and and, and, and the the build that they did with early in the show ultimately paid off in this um at the end of the end of the night. Right. So, you know, like I like how they set that up. Ocon versus Tanahashi for the Never Championship. Mm-hmm. Dope. Just like, you know, because Tanahashi and Ocon and the before tour leading up to um uh, Wrestle Kingdom, they had some interactions going back and forth. When Tanahashi was on that losing streak, there's yep. a couple of times where Okan had got him after the matches and stuff like that. So they had kind of some other history a couple of months ago. So love how New Japan always kind of sends you off one way and then they bring you back, um, you know, mm-hmm. to to where they were. Um, I, I just thought that man Shingo really, really showed a lot. The endurance, because I mean, you know, Tanahashi can go, man. Even at his old age, when he gets you in that ring, man, he's gonna test your endurance. And I thought Shingo was right there, step for step with him. He could never seem to get that advantage where he could finally just pummel down on Tanahashi. Tanahashi kept fighting and didn't get totally obliterated, but I, I just you got to see another level from Shingo and I always appreciate that. Some people feel he's going to fail upward and make a make a challenge to Ibushi after Sonata. Uh, that would be a lot of fun. It'd be a lot of fun. How do you feel so far? Yeah about this abushi rain do you think that it's going to be one of these things where it's going to get better as it goes or have we already the championship win is going to be the peak the championship win might be the peak but i feel at some point either okada gets in a situation and challenges and separates the titles and makes it makes it intercontinental and like separates the titles which opens mm-hmm. up more things they can do as far as like main events and stuff or tours, right? So I, I could see, I could see a situation where Okada gets a, gets a, gets an opportunity to face Ibushi and beat him, and, and Ibushi is left with the IC Championship or whatever. Because I I don't think this is gonna be a real long run as champion. Like I think his payoff was at the dome, so we'll see. Like I don't I feel weird about the God stuff and whatever. I I'm it's not even a religious thing. I just. I think they could do something better than that, but whatever. But you know, uh, everybody know I'm a Bushi. Like he's one of my faves. So well, I think I'm here for the matches. I think what he's, you know, but story wise, he's always looked up to Nakamura, right? So in his eyes, mm-hmm. Nakamura has always been basically like his wrestling god, right? Well, I think he yeah, feels, him yeah. I feel like now that he's got both the titles, the title that. Nakamura brought into the prominence and he's got the world title now that he's finally ascended mm-hmm. past that level to now that he's now made his own status as God. I think that's what he's basing it on. Well, yeah, that that, that, that is a story element of it. You're right, you know, but still never beat no, Nakamura, so. Right. That, that's a scout you have, so maybe someday you'll get it. Maybe you won't. My man like, he, my man like making that money and surfing. And he looks like uh, somebody over in WWE looks like they want to rejuvenate the Nakamura story that and gave him his old music back. He's got a, uh, some prominent matches. Um, he won that. Well, he lasted really long in that um, gauntlet match that Adam Pierce ended up winning by shenanigans. Uh, so, yeah, they've done a good job rehabbing Shinsuke in the last couple of weeks, whereas prior six months, he was just like, man, what happened to my Nakamura? 
they they have, but I feel like people bitching about it so much got to through to somebody. And as a person who don't give a fuck, like if I want to see great Nakamura shit, I just go to World. So <laughs> I don't. Oh, I could go to World, or, or I could go to NXT and watch awesome shit. I don't. My man been breaking his body for so many years. I don't care if you don't. I don't. I don't care if you don't get featured and all that shit. Because at the end of the day, he getting paid. And he getting to surf, so why y'all trying to get my man to do more work? That's true. That's fucked up. Um, during um, this week's New Japan Strong, we got an appearance live and in color from the IWGP United States Champion, John Moxley. Slid up behind yep, Kenta. I saw that. And, uh, you know, so it's on. So they're saying that's going to happen next month in March. In LA, they're gonna have that match. So basically, I guess it's gonna be a, a New Japan Strong um, main event. I think New Japan Strong is gonna be on like United States TV, and I think that's probably gonna be like maybe their debut episode. I'm thinking, and that's gonna be the main event. I don't think it's gonna be United States TV. I think it's gonna be on one of on a Roku or some shit. Oh, okay, okay. I think it's gonna be something like that because once Chris Tartan gave out those colors everybody like hold up those are roku colors <laughs> yeah i was about to say they supposedly I, I, I have a deal wanna... somewhere so yeah i don't i don't know i want them to get tv in america but you know it is i just want to see that match because i know it's going to be fun mm. and like is it me like somebody said it and i agree with it I, moxley is awesome there's better outside of the, the fed but I fucking like New Japan Moxie more than AEW Moxie, but maybe it's because he gets to wrestle even better people in New Japan. I don't know. Maybe that's part of it, too. Yeah, I think so. Um, I just think that it's a level of spontaneity and more organic nature of wrestling in Japan than it is mm. in, in America right now. Because, you know... I. I'm pretty sure they don't have nearly as much pre-production, pre-rehearsed, pre-gone through, pre, you know, pre-pre-pre stuff as AEW and WWE has. I think a lot of it is just kind of, hey, I'm wrestling this dude. We're going to show up to the building and we're going to figure out how to get to this guy winning. And what we do in the middle is all us. Whereas WWE is like, you know, step by step is like, you know, then this, then that, then throw them out the ring because we got to have the commercial break. And then, you know what I'm saying? Then when you get the cue, throw them back in the ring because commercial breaks in 30 seconds. And, you know, I just think too much of that goes on in AEW and WWE. Whereas in Japan, you just show up and you just wrestle. If you got 25 minutes, you're going to go 25 straight minutes, no interruption. Mm -hmm. You're right, man. So. You don't have to. I haven't watched one of strong, so that no disrespect. I just I got so many other stuff to watch. Just like I gotta I gotta put a halt in some of this stuff. <laughs> right. So. You know, in WWE, you gotta find a hard camera. You gotta make your pose. You gotta you know what I'm saying you got all this theatrics that you gotta make sure you hit before you even start the match. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of that was what he probably started to get soured. Uh, and didn't like as much because I think that's one of the things that Chris Jericho said. He said that that first time he went to Japan, he had been in that WWE system for so long 
that when he got to Japan, it was so much looser. There wasn't as many restrictions on what you could do and how you could do it and all this and all that. He's like, man, this is really freeing. Yeah, because these people have been wrestling or training most of their lives to be good and put on good stories. They don't need to be so restricted creatively because part of the fun of doing what you're doing putting your body on the line is that you try to tell stories that generate like at the end of the day it's a business thing but it is you want to have a balance of the business and creative mm-hmm. so i don't know but that's just i guess maybe the artistic mind of me coming through on that one so you know well, if, if, if it's too too, too commercialized it, it could be a bit too much so i think you gotta find that balance i think that's what's really killing wwe at this moment it's just too slick you know what i'm saying it's too it runs too well you know what i'm saying whereas in old school wrestling it had that element of you know it's not so smooth you know what i'm saying it doesn't look so good it doesn't look so polished that it still had that little bit of like you know grittiness to it whereas now wwe is so well produced it's like, eh, you lose something when it's too good in the production feel like that. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's why, so, I, that's, yeah, that's why I feel like NXT is the better product for WWE in the long term is because it's mm-hmm. when people look at it, they instantly feel like, oh, this is more like the stuff I grew up watching. It's not quite as slick. The people aren't quite as polished. You know what I'm saying? So, you you know, I, I think I think that's basically how I feel about that. Um, I'm so behind on NXT. It's just like, I just completely got out of the loop on it. It's like, if I had the choice between that Dynamite, I'm picking Dynamite. You're, even though I have appreciation for a lot of those wrestlers, it's like they did them a disservice by putting that show on on Wednesdays. But you know, we all know the reason they put it on Wednesdays. But still, it's like if it wasn't on Wednesdays, probably more people would watch it. I, I really believe that. <laughs> um, you're just uh, pick up starting this week right here, and you'll be perfectly fine because. Uh, the uh, takeover is coming on Valentine's Day. Okay, okay, cool. So, all right, I could, I could just go back and listen. To you send me talk about it, and I, I'll get get a, get an understanding of everything. Right, right. Uh, we're gonna preview the two nights of the next two uh, new beginning cards. There's gonna be on the tenth night one in uh, Hiroshima and night two as well. So we'll start at the bottom here on night one. We have Minoru Suzuki, El Despi, and Kanamaru facing off against Suji, Yuramura, and Gabriel Kidd. We're going to have Bushi take on Master Wato, Okada, Yano, Goto, Ishii, and Yoshihashi. going to take on Evil, Yujiro, Dick Togo, Taji Ishimori, and El Phantasmo. Kota Ibushi and Hamna are going to take on Sonata and Naito. Uh, the semi-main event, the tag team champions, Tamatanga and Tangaloa are going to defend against the dangerous techers, Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. And the main event of night one in Hiroshima, we're going to have Hiromu defending the IWGP Heavyweight Championship against Sho. Really looking forward to that. The main event, Hiromu and Sho should be a banger if it's anything like their G1. I mean, their best of Super Juniors match was. Um, it's going to be so, so good. Loving those two guys match up. 
Um, the undercard. I'm interested in Master Wato. I think he's starting to get a little bit better, starting to get a little bit more comfortable, a little less botchy on his moveset. He's figuring out what he can and can't do. So I like the upside I'm seeing with Master Wato right now. Uh, do you agree? Yeah, he's been looking good from the stuff that I saw on the road show. Even even with the show on the thirtieth, he looked he's he's getting he's improving, but he's still young, dude. People gotta realize that too. And he came back probably earlier than he's supposed to, to because of fucking COVID. So, right. you know, kind of have patience with him, you know? Right, right. Uh, your thoughts about that main event, Sho and Hiromu uh, highlighting the uh, the first night? Um, you know, those are two of my faves. I'm really looking forward to it, and I hope they just crush it because I'm always – I'm always happy to see the juniors get a spotlight in, in main events or whatnot. Yeah, this has basically been Hiromu's mission, um, you know, since he's come back off the broken neck, is just to put the junior heavyweight championship in different spotlights that it's never been before. And uh, so far, so good uh, on that quest of his. Uh, we shift over to night two, which is going to be the next night on the 11th. Uh, starting at the bottom, we have Goto, Ishii, and Yoshihashi taking on Suji, Yuramura, and Gabriel Kidd. Minoru Suzuki, El Despi, and Kanamaru, they're going to take on uh, Yujiro, Takahashi, Taishi Mori, and El Phantasmo. Uh, next, we have Naito, Hiromu, and Bushi going up against Hamna, Sho, and Master Wato. Okada and Yano are going to take on Evil and Dick, to- Dick Togo. Uh, Taishi, Zack Sabre Jr., and Doki are going to face off against Tamatanga, Tangaloa, and Jado. And the main event, oh, excuse me, semi-main event, um, oh, that is the semi-main event, and then the main event is going to be Kota Ibushi versus Sonata for the double championships. Your prediction, sir, Kota Ibushi retains, and uh, Sonata has to go another year and wait his turn. Yeah, Sonata's gonna not gonna win this match, and I love Sonata, but this is not his moment right now. So, it's I hope I just want them to have a really good match, and I want to surpass what they did at the G One because you know it was a good, really good match. But you know, I I know they could do better than that. So I want them to do good, and I look forward to see who steps up and makes a challenge. Will it be Okada? Will it be Shingo? Who will it be? Very interested to see how that plays out. Yeah, I think that Sonata has shown a lot of uh, renewed vigor in these Road 2 shows and these um, mm-hmm. and, and in the tag match, that uh, eight-man tag match that we talked about at the top of the show. I, I've seen a, a, a level of aggressiveness and assertiveness that you don't normally get with him on a consistent basis, and it's been there. So I think they're going to really tear it down uh, uh, on the 11th. Um, basically this is kind of a one match card, but when it always shades up like that, there's usually always some surprises and shenanigans that take place. So I'm definitely looking for that to happen on the night two card because the lineup itself doesn't seem as stacked, but that's usually when they try to slide in, uh, some angles and stuff like that. So looking forward to that, looking forward to that next week, um, early in the week. Uh, be a great lead into a busy week of wrestling um, where we have NXT TakeOver taking place on the 14th that Sunday night as well. So two nights in New Japan right before uh, NXT TakeOver. As a wrestling fan, can't ask for much more than that. 
personally. So I am looking forward to uh, next week uh, when it comes to catching up on these shows and chopping it up with my man Anwar Starwin. And we might get Terry's boy in on this one since we got uh, so many matches to review. Uh, but Mr. Anwar Starwin, anything else that you'd like to talk about or mention before I turn it over to you for your shout outs and thank yous? Um, I don't really got nothing to, like smart to say right now. I'm just like, this is fun. You know, we just ran our mouths for a long time. Y'all don't really even know. Like, maybe if you'll know bait behind the scenes, if you have that Patreon, you know, that's you right. Get the Patreon. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Patreon page. Yeah, you'll get all that. You'll get. You might even get some stock advice. <laughs> hint, hint. Yes, there's a, a lot of content uh, between me and Anwar on this week's uh, Patreon edition. So go over to patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. Become a patron on the $3 tier and you'll get the Dark Match episodes that we do pre and post show here uh, for all our episodes on the WrestleCast Network each and every week. So some good content. Uh, this past week uh, was a really good episode. We had uh, Word Exclaimed, Sam, myself, Mo to the underscore Reese right before we did the uh, raw cast. And uh, yeah, those guys got nostalgic uh, on the old adult films. So uh, that was pretty good. <laughs> oh, wow. Spicy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, hey, so I, I would like to give a shout out to like um, Madame Lizette. Oh, I said her first. Okay, Madame Lizette, um, Jupiter Julep. Sometimes you got to be 1B Julep. Um, shout out to Jade and shout out Miss V and shout out everybody else and shout out to Dom doing all the damn work and watching Monday Night Raw on a week to week basis. You really deserve a raise for that shit. Well, shout out Terry Boys. Yes. Well, Mr. Amwar Starwin, I greatly appreciate those kind words. Um, thank you for joining us, joining us in all the various hashtags. Thank you to everybody who's listening to this who was a part of the Rumblecast hashtag. Uh, with the Royal Rumble, that was a lot of fun. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, thank you to Miss Simi, um, Mo, Word Exclaimed, Sam, Greg, Miss T.D. Jonay, Jade to the Max, and all the Russell Bays and Ladies of the Glow uh, who watch New Japan and tweet with us, Terry's Boy as well. So continue to use the hashtag cast of strong style to share your commentary with color on New Japan Pro Wrestling. And uh, on that note, for my co-host, Mr. Anwar Starwin, I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and this has been Cast of Strong Style. Cast, Cast of Strong Style. Strong style.